Hello, welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast, where we deep dive and analyze games one system and letter at a time. I'm Dan, and I'm an alien. I'm Sol, and heartbeat... No, that's a different thing. Sorry. I'm Mark, and I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Spoiler! <laughs> I, used to... I, I hated it when your mum said that to you. <laughs> I'd rather you, I'd rather you a mad mum. <laughs> Don't be disappointed, I feel bad. Anyway, for this second series, Season 2 or World 2, we're covering the Sega Mega Drive or Sega Genesis if you're from... USA! USA, USA. Working from A to Z and a number at the end, this episode or World 2 Stage 8 is Heart of the Alien. But before we get into that, let's have a little catch up because it's been a while. So we've all been doing since we all last got together. Uh, Mark? I've done fucking loads. So, wow. when we were doing... Uh, when we were doing the last ones, um, I was our full-time dad in because Jen was back in the UK and I was over here with the kids and my mum. So I was saving her life, which I successfully did, um, and uh, making me and the kids healthy and uh, all that malarkey. So now that she's come back, I've gone, I'm doing no. Um, so I've done loads of stuff. So what have I watched? Let's start with that. There's loads more of that movies that made us stuff on Netflix. All of them are really good. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Because every single episode I've, of that is absolutely fab. Um, I've just watched the Back to the Future episode. Yeah. Um. I knew most of it anyway. I was like, going, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> I thought, why am I watching this? Um, and then let me think by channel what I've watched. Um, Mayor of Easttown. Have I spoke about that on here yet? Uh, you did, I think. Um, yes. But yeah, that I did definitely speak about Succession. I polished that off. Um, and me and the kids went through from the beginning um, having seen the trailer for Robert Pattinson's Batman and knowing that Michael Keaton's going to turn up in the Flash spoiler alert, um, I thought I'd take the kids back to the beginning of Batman and we'd watch all of the Batman movies. Um, so we've binged all of those in. So looks like he's in pain. What's wrong? Yeah, there's some stinkers in that run, isn't there? Do you know? Did you go back to ninety? Did the, the um old yes. TV show um, no we didn't go back to the TV show it's Adam in a West. couple of campy episodes of that and that, that, that we're just like what is this shite so um, <laughs> so we went back to um, Michael Keaton and they didn't like that at all and nor did I <laughs> so um, I, you know I remember loving it when I was a kid and then we got to the Val Kilmer one and we all really really enjoyed it um, and actually Val Kilmer one has aged much 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 better than the Tim Burton ones I think um, so the one with um, Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face and um, uh, Jim Carrey as the Riddler uh, so yeah that's that of the older ones has aged the best. That is the most fun. That is the best one. Because then, obviously, you've got George Clooney, which just makes you want to hang your head in shame at just how appallingly bad it is. Um, then you move on to the Christian Bale ones, which, obviously, I loved. Um, and on a repeat watch, I didn't as much. Um, I loved the first one the most, Batman Begins. 
and I want to write asked about the other two, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so, and then obviously we'd seen all the Batfleck ones. Uh, so me and kids are in agreement that the best Batman is Ben Affleck. The second best Batman is Val Kilmer. And the third best is Christian Bale. So, but that opinion might change when we see Michael Keaton in a better film because those films have just aged very, 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 very badly. But anyone can be Batman, can't they? It's just a man in a suit. A suit can be. But you need to be a good Bruce Wayne. No, because um, Christian Bale's not a very good Batman, is it? Oh, I talk like this and water bottles. So he's not a very good Batman. Um, That's true. Whereas Ben Affleck's with his voice changer sounds badass and scary, doesn't it? So, yeah. Um, so yeah. Do you think? I think that, it sounds good. Do you think Americans? Do you think Americans are as bothered about being Batman as like um, Brits are about being James Bond? Well, they can't be otherwise. When when, they, when it comes up, if someone gets offered that role, do you want to be Batman in this upcoming film? And they all go, ooh, yeah. you know, rather than someone go, like compared to a Brit going, do you want to be James Bond? And they're going, uh, yeah. Some ooh, interesting people I? have knocked it back or had it and lost it, haven't they? Army Hammer. Before he started being a flesh-eating cannibal, he was going to be Batman in uh, the Justice League by George Miller, wasn't he? He was cast and they were ready to rock and roll and go. Um, and I think Jake Gyllenhaal knocked it back, didn't he, when Ben Affleck took it? And he'd have probably been an interesting one. So maybe not. Maybe people just go, nah, you're all right. Let's <laughs> 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 some English not the do new it. One. Um, I think the new the new <laughs> one um, looks mega 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 good, and I'm very interested to see Keaton come back because, um, like I said, whilst I didn't like his films, he was still pretty cool as uh, Batman and Bruce Wayne. Uh, so he was until well, he loses it, and and he, it, when he hits that vase, which is not Bruce Wayne like at all. You want to get crazy? Yeah, crazy. and he, he almost <laughs> turns whoa, into Beetlejuice, doesn't he? He says, "You want to go yeah. nuts? Let's get nuts." That's and he got, yeah, and yeah. He, uh, he proper does turn into Beetlejuice. Um, so, so yeah, we watched those, so that was cool. And um, obviously, Squid Games is uh, happening at the moment everywhere, so that's also happening in our house. Um, so I've got AS's uh, birthday party coming up, and he wants a Squid Game-themed birthday party, which has made it really easy, because now I just need to watch each episode, rip each game off, and make that work for a bunch of kids. Just hopefully don't murder them in the real life if they lose. Yeah. I'll just throw them in the pool. Is he watching it? Yeah. Is, is Ace watching it then? How yeah. old is Ace? Eight. <laughs> okay. But you've got to bear in mind, prior to doing this, we watched the back catalogue of Frank Henlotter. So this is pretty tame compared to... Yeah. Uh, compared to... <laughs> so, yeah, I've done a load of gaming, so I haven't finished anything, but I've started loads of stuff. So a load of the stuff that I kept buying on fucking playstation and then it forgetting that it was like due out later all came out um so i had death loop um which is fantastic really really good definitely worth a worth a punt particularly if you liked dishonored because it feels to me like an evolution of dishonored rather than its own game almost it kind of it kind of feels like a quasi semi sequel to that same people isn't oh, yeah, it? yeah it's same same guys that have made it it's the same engine the thing looks the same even the like the health bars and things are similar some of the powers that you get in it are similar you know like you have that blink in uh 
in Dishonored, where you can sort of do short burst teleports. You've got all that kind of thing in it as well. Um, And it's just really, really good fun. It's just a right laugh. Even when you're not bothered about progressing the storyline, just kind of diving in and knobbing about and looking at going, what's going on in that corner of town? What's going on in that corner of town? It's just a fun little experience. I don't think I've got very far in the story, because all I do is fuck about. So, I mean, I've, I've found, like, tons of cool stuff. I mean, when I do finally do the story, and I'll know where tons of weapons are, I don't know where tons of health is, you know, stuff like that, because uh, you get to learn. But I only know where they are at certain times of day. That's the idea, though, isn't it? Yeah. You, you, each loop is like a reconnaissance, and then you've got to go kill all the uh, seven people all in one go. Yeah, and from what I can gather, the only way you're going to successfully do it is by trying to get them into the same place at the same time to cause some big mass carnage. So, but um, but yeah, I mean, like I say, I'm enjoying messing around more than I'm enjoying the storyline. Um, you, how how long how long does each loop last? As long as you want it to. Because there's no, oh, there's right, no okay. time, it's time. No, there's no time limit. So you either you die, uh, in which case that progresses you to the next time of day, or you go back to your safe house and you can choose to progress to the next time of day. So a loop could be uh. a loop could be like a minute, or it could be a few hours. But the good thing about this versus something like Returnal is that it doesn't matter. Like, you can't save it, but it doesn't really matter in this because the only thing that you're gaining is knowledge and understanding and that knowledge and understanding of the map and things' whereabouts and the patterns of those enemies remains in your mind. So it doesn't. it's not like Returnal where you go, fuck, I've lost it, and then you go back and, oh, map's changed. You're like, fucking brilliant. Cheers. You know, with with this, you know, that that knowledge remains with you, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, I thought it was like an enforced time thing, like Outer Worlds, no. where the sun explodes after, like, no. I don't know, 10 minutes or something, you start again. No, you can literally do whatever you want and then approach it however you want, you know. So if you want to be all um, doing reconnaissance and seeing what's around this corner, that corner, the other corner, and slowly working your way around a perimeter and knowing every nuance of everything before you go straight into um, getting one of your targets, for example, you can do that. But if you just want to power blast through shooting everything and play it like a shoot, go straight to the, ta- the, the thing and play them as a boss, then you can do it that way as well. So you've just got a total freedom just to knob about and do it however you want. Really good. Um, and then you recommended a game called Fist. Um, and Sol, which has at certain points made me want to reach into a computer and fucking fist you. I forgot I'd recommended it to you. I saw it and I thought, oh, it's a bit your street without me actually playing it. Mm. It's, a, it's, it's a Shovel Knight type side scrolling platform. Yeah, it certainly type. looks up my street. Well, it is up my street. It's a uh, 2D Metroidvania platformer come beat em up uh, type thing that the when it's good it's really 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 good this game when it's good the problem is it's got a few delusions above its own station when it comes to platforming elements where it's not you know when you play ori if you imagine ori as driving a mercedes you know it's slick it's responsive it does what you want it to do and things like that this is like driving a nissan bluebird from 19 fucking 79 so what you've got is platforming elements that are intricate and detailed where it just doesn't control well enough to do it so when you die when you die in ori it's always your fault 
you've always messed up and you never feel cheated. And when you die in this, you feel cheated. You feel like someone's took the fucking piss out of you. And that's why it's frustrating. So, but like I said, on the flip side, the good bits are so good that you do kind of forgive it. It's just you'll come to some intricate boss that involves a load of jumping and look at it. And instead of thinking, oh, yeah, you think, oh, for fuck's sake, here we go. And you know that it's just going to be a horrible grind to get a through. Job. Yeah. Um, but um, it, even, having said that, I'd still whack it an 8 out of 10. You know, so that's a, that's how good the good bits are. And Monkey Ball came out, and Monkey Ball is Monkey Ball. But Monkey Ball's a 10 out of 10 game. Whatever way you want, it's just fucking monkey ball, isn't it? So, <laughs> and you know, to say I haven't played that for years, a lot of those levels, you know, muscle memory proper kicks in, you know, and uh, yeah, I was racing through it, um, and then it kicks in again. You start, we played obviously like the monkey pool with the kids and the uh, monkey flight thing and all that kind of stuff. It's every bit as amazingly, beautifully, wonderful as I remember it being when I used to play it. 15, 20 years ago, whenever it was. Um, and that's it. I have to look at getting that. I love monkey. It, it is just too good, oh. isn't it? So, yeah, so I, I, I have played more stuff, but that, those are the good ones. I'm going to jump in now then so people don't get fed up listening to me rattle on. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll be brief, because um, other than being an holiday for a fortnight, I took my Switch, didn't touch it, just sat and ate and drank, um, just relaxed for a fortnight. Um, Come back and watched a couple of things on Netflix. Uh, Squid Games, obviously, in halfway through. Everyone's going on about that. Uh, something called Clickbait. Have you watched that? Clickbait. Oh, I'd, I watched that, actually. That was one of the things that I watched. I thought it was quite good. Yeah, it was all right. I, I, I thought it was a bit slow, but I liked how every episode seemed to focus on a different person in the story and how they all intertwined with the story. It's, do you know, I, I remember the film Crash, one of my mates showed me that film, and I, I thought it was shite. And then um, this is basically a TV series, but in the same vein. Yeah. Like something's happened, and everybody's stories told differently, and then you see how they all come together. But I don't know why I like this better than Crash, maybe. But it is better. I don't Crash know. were a bit up its own ass and preachy, <laughs> wasn't it? Whereas... Um, that might be what it was. This is uh, one Oscars. Got a bit more going <laughs> yeah, on. Well, there you go, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, clickbait is good. Give it a try. Um... What else have I done? Oh, I started playing Horizon Zero Dawn. I've done the training bit where you're a kid, and then I haven't played it since. Oh, so man. I've just turned into an adult, and then I haven't gone back. Because Metroid Dread turned up. Ah. Ah. And if you like Metroidvanias, it's a pretty good example of one so far from what I've been playing. Um, it controls wonderfully, as you would expect from Nintendo. It just plays... Sublime. Um, it they reminds don't often me mess up the core franchises, do they? That, uh, the only thing I don't like about the Metroids, bearing in mind Metroidvania is one of my favourite genres, is she's just a bit stoic and dull as a character, and she don't just there. You don't hear it. She, you don't, she doesn't speak, does she? No. When she was in Metroid M, yeah. Some of the the voice during Metroid M and like all the internet and. All the fans went, nah, rubbish, made her really weak. And, um, but, but yeah, yeah I, find I it hard to, find it hard to latch on. Uh, but yeah, I'm interested in playing that, definitely. It, it's good how you, you play the two, 2D sections and then you'll walk into a room and the, the camera will change and you'll, you'll get a little cutscene that's 
looked beautiful as well. And then it'll go back to playing in 2D. It's it's a nice mix of... of it reminds me very much of Heart of the Alien, actually, in, in terms of it's it's generally played on a 2D plane. And then there's little cutscenes that dip in and out and feed more of the story to you. But we'll, we'll get on to that. Um, what else have I played? I think that's it. Uh, been to the cinema. Been to watch James Bond. Oh, was that last time? Was that last episode? No, it wasn't. No, that was the, no. been to the cinema. Not spoiling, <laughs> but, 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 but hit me with it because uh, I, I can't see it over um, here yet because the English language version of it's not out until this week. I don't. I, it's not spoiling it to say it's not the best of the of Daniel Craig's five Bond films. Um, as a standalone Bond, it's all right. But uh, where it sits in the overarching story of five bonds, I think that adds a lot to it and lifts it up. And um, it's a really nice um, send off to to Craig. I thought there's no the do some brave things as well with James Bond. It's not typical James Bond in it either. In terms of if you, it's very much like and they keep making references there's no spoilers in this i'll be very very careful to not spoil anything for anybody um but they make references straight away back to um on her majesty's secret service mm. with you've got all the time in the world and that he's in a relationship in that film isn't he because obviously anyone that's seen that george lays and biz one yeah um it's why his wife cacks it but he's in a relationship at the start of this and he's happy and he doesn't go around bedding all women like he normally does. And the women that are in it are really strong, strong female, like well-drawn characters. And you don't see that. So, while, but it's still a Bond film at heart. So they're doing some. They, it subtly does things that you've never seen Bond do before. Well, a I, Bond film. I rewatched them all. Um, told you I'd done loads of stuff. Um, not all the Bonds, all of Daniel Craig's, ready for watching this one. And I have to say that. I think he's the best Bond, but I think there's only Casino Royale that's actually worthy of him as Bond. And I thought, to be honest, Quantum of Solace and Spectre were absolute shite. The, uh, just, uh, they had no redeeming features at all second time round. And I thought Skyfall were just a pandering piece of um, fluff designed just to, like, get... Bond fans juicy and I, I, whilst I still liked Skyfall I didn't think that were that good either so I, I went from really being excited and looking forward to seeing this new one to thinking I don't know if I give a fuck now <laughs> so he, well, he caps it off because they've got, they've got storylines running through all those four films haven't yeah, they? and that threads, continues yeah. into this so, so it's a nice bookend to, to finish those five films off but um yeah, absolutely. I think I I like Skyfall a lot more than you by the sound of it. Quantum of Solace is just a film looking for a plot. And it works. It uh, works when Spectre you watch it back to after back. Skyfall, with Casino Royale. Yeah, it does. You need a four hour yeah. four hour session or something. But then Spectre after Skyfall, you're like, oh, right. That okay. really is fucking and, and shit. And he came out of it saying, I don't. I'd rather slip my wrists and play James Bond again. I'm not surprised. But mate. yeah, really, really. I mean, I watched it at the cinema and I thought it was okay. Um, but when I watched it again, I could barely get through. I nearly turned it off. I thought it was that shit. Well, yeah, good, bad, good, bad, good. Good. That's that's how it seems to go. So yeah. three out of five ain't bad. 
Uh, other than that, I don't really think I've done a great deal, so I'll hand over to uh, Sullivan. Right, well, I've been to watch James Bond. <laughs> I said that. Yeah. Well done, <laughs> we? uh, games, 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 games. I've been getting into the, it's only been out a week or so, uh, the Back for Blood, the proper release after playing the beta. So if you've played the beta, I don't mean, uh, Daniel, did you get on it, Mark? I did not. I, it just looks like uh, Pretty Left for Dead. Am I right? Uh, yeah, yeah. In many ways, um, there's a there's a card section, like Slay the Spire type section, where you get all your skills and your abilities in a card deck, and that's quite interesting because when you go on a run, when you go through the campaign, the game dishes out random cards that also stack against you. Like the map could be covered in fog this time. There could be massive monsters that just appear in different uh, places okay. doors are so almost like so in the wheel of fortune so kind one of. time you play oh that was easy and then today I, I played the first level and we all fell apart within the first 10 minutes like, how can that we're on the same setting because there's quite a lot of random stuff do the cards affect everyone then or do certain cards affect everyone certain cards only affect you yes that so team cards yeah team members cards apply to the group and then you have individual ones where you can have more health more stamina you can have a knife instead of a punch yeah little things like that to tweak all your abilities now are the cards random then or do you have the ability to play yeah. them so do you, you have like well, a random shuffled deck and you've got like nine slots or that kind of setup or is it just how does it do it so as you yeah as you play through the game you it gives you say five to pick from yeah, and you take one, and it drops a new one in that slot, and that builds yeah. up a deck, and then, the, then the, yeah. the next time you want to start a, a campaign or start a player versus player type game, you can also you can have a pull from a pre-built stack, or you can build your own from the cards that you've acquired as you've played through it. So you can have. Like I'm always mm. one for going for health. I always want more health. I'll always pick health <laughs> because I don't want to die, and. So you can build your own your own deck as well. So there's lots of interesting manipulations and stuff. It's good and it's frantic and yeah, it sounds and cool. exciting. It's good if you're all playing together. It's a laugh rather than just shooting cool. each other in the face. Um, I'll give it a bash. I've, I've watched all Breaking Bad. So since we last recorded, I've gone through five series of Breaking Bad with the lad because he wanted to watch Breaking it because his friend at school had watched it. So yeah. So how old's Josh now? Thirteen, fourteen. He's nearly 14, isn't he? 13 and a so, half. And what 14. did he think so of it? He thinks it's the best TV show he's ever watched. Do His you know? friend watched it at school and I said to I said to the wife, I went, ah, is it suitable, really? She went, well, yeah. it's not there's any positive messages in it. So as long as you're watching it with him, you can at least wrap an adult viewpoint around the choices the character they're making and stuff. So I went, yeah, okay, fair enough. First episode, his wife's wanking him off. I had to... Kind of explain that way. <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah, I forgot about it as well. Second episode, he's banging her. Right, okay, so after I said, Josh, man, they're always having sex in this program, aren't they? But once once I've got that out of the way, it's um, it's all oh, really yeah, down the to just the relationship falls apart a little bit after that, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, there's no there's no good messages coming out of this program. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I I've I never finished it when I watched it back in the day. I got. To about two or three episodes into series four, so it's been nice for me to finish it. Ah, uh, because it does it. end pretty well, I think. It, it, it's probably the it's yeah. the middle bit where it kind of lulls that you know from from where it kind of gets rumbled, it gets really good again, doesn't it? Yeah, and it all 
You know, well, he's got cancer in me, so... For anyone who's not yeah. seen Breaking Bad, he's a chemistry teacher who turns to cooking meth as a way to make money because he's diagnosed with cancer, so his family have money when he dies. Uh, so you know it's not going so you know to end well. Uh, but yeah, it is, it is good. So has he watched Better Call Saul then? Because I think Better Saul, Call Saul's fucking loads better than Breaking Bad. Well, El Camino's next. Ah, oh, right. Okay. And then, better, then, better, call, then we'll go to Better Call Saul. But I think Better Call Not Saul so. did start before El Camino. But I mean, Better Call Saul, El Camino, they're both fifteen. So you know, Better Call Saul. I, I just, I think it's just loads better. Um, I mean, obviously, I went Is back it? to watch all of Breaking Bad before start, starting Better Call Saul, so that I had a objective viewpoint. But I just think the the jolting it that little bit lighter in tone. You know, like when. When Breaking Bad's tone lightens up, really, they're the best bits of Breaking Bad, aren't they? When it's sort of meandering around in its own gloom, it gets a bit lost in itself. And uh, Better Call Saul doesn't do that. Yeah, I found the pacing to be off on Series 5 for that reason. Yeah, you know that because certain series things have happened and then the pace pace does really drop. Mm. Someone summed it up at work. It's a bit navel-gazing. That last yeah. series, but but yeah, that's it. Uh, I, and I've played Heart of the Alien, but uh, I can't. I've, I've dipped into loads of stuff like on Game Pass and that. I picked up Far Cry Four for a five from CX because everyone's going bonkers about six, and I thought I might play some of the others before. But I did uh, get a bit. You know, they're all semi stealthy. I can't be bothered. I know. Anyway, I, sure. I, I, I came that close to getting six, and I just thought it's just going to be the same as fucking every other one. I'm going to be driving around a map doing busy work, getting fucking bored and getting pissed off that none of it's remembering where I've left stuff. <laughs> yep, doing the same, in the same Ubisoft style. Yeah, opening up a map and all you see is fucking pins everywhere for shit to do. Cheers, Ubisoft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you get to the top of a tower and it just ejaculates pins, pins everywhere yeah, for yeah. some things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Pin spunk. <laughs> yeah, map, maps, map spunk. Anyway, enough of that. Have you finished? I have, yeah, God, yeah. Cool. We've all waffled for what seems an eternity. So let's get into the game, eh? Do it. Do it now. Right, I will. This is the game. The game that we've been playing. Heart of the Alien was released, as far as we can tell, in June 1994. So let's uh, let's take a punt on the first or the third, with that being the Friday, because that's when games come out, isn't it? Yeah, they did. Usually. It's really strange. Is that still happen? Well, I don't know. Mondays and Fridays, was it? I don't know. But it's really yeah, strange yeah. doing this podcast now for nearly two years, or maybe over two years. I'm not too sure. There's more information on really old it. games. Yet when you get into like the 90s, trying to pin down a release date, it's now impossible. And then uh, it, it, I found what I found it first of June somewhere. But like modern, all the modern day stuff is is, is well catalogued. But it's just this kind of grey fog of release dates. It's like come on, around the mid nineties. Come out on a Wednesday. We're trying to professional here. Are we? <laughs> trying. Well, uh, <laughs> Heart of the Alien is a direct sequel to the rather excellent and at the time of its release almost omnipresent Another World or out of this world if you're from USA 
Although it is a direct sequel to one of the most popular games of the early 90s, it was released exclusively for the Mega CD, which in itself didn't sell in massive numbers, so its popularity and indeed its exposure even to this day is somewhat quite limited. Even you, Mark, you love Another World, and you didn't even realise this was a... No, until until um, it got uh, tweaked out by the randomizer. Another World was, for a very long time, my favourite game of all time, and I still remember that as one of my favourite gaming experiences of its time so and i didn't even know about it yeah so i wonder i wonder if it was a ploy to get people to take a punt on the mega cd off the back of another world's popularity but if it was i don't think it was particularly well um, they do a very good job advertised does it because i would have bought one no no well no would yeah. you 100 oh well there you go so uh, besides Heart of the Alien, this release also included its prequel on the same disc. So if you had been hiding under a rock in the early 90s, you could play or indeed replay Another World before heading into the sequel. Nice. Developed by... Nice? Yeah. It's nice, isn't it? Two for one. Everybody likes yeah. stuff for, like that. Two for one. Buy one, get one free! You... <laughs> <laughs> that was an advert, wasn't it? I've, I've said this to people before and done that voice and they've gone... What are you talking about? Like, it was an Iceland advert. I'm sure it wasn't. It was just a plain white screen with an Indian man that just shouted, buy one and get one free. Yeah. And then things popped up at the side of him. Everyone's gone, don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But I, I, I'm going mad. <laughs> I don't remember it. Anyway. I never watched telly. <laughs> I swear it was an advert. Um, so, yeah, developed by Interplay, who did the console versions of its prequel, originally developed by Delphine Software and published by Virgin Interactive, this game picked up right after the events of Another World. Uh, spoilers, if you've not played Another World, pause this now and then come back. You done? Good. Right. With Buddy, that's a potato-headed fella, the big alien man, and Lester, your, your ginger scientist, on, on the back of some winged animal as they make their escape from the clutches of their alien captures into the ruins of a village. Lester almost mortally wounded from their exploits is laid down to rest and we're treated to a flashback cutscene of what happened to buddy throughout another world which i thought was quite interesting because you obviously play through another world and you see he comes and goes doesn't he buddy yeah you basically see his side of the story don't you but compressed into yeah maybe two three minutes instead of it being over the 20 minutes of another world because there's bits in another world where you see him running around the background and things like that and then what happens is you see um, Ging- Ginger running around in the background while your guy's running around in the foreground. So that is the highlight of the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, you get to see what happened to Buddy while you, as Lester, was running around trying to escape from the uh, your captors. Um, we also see that Buddy's race of people have been captured by the armies led by the red-eyed aliens from the previous game, and Lester and Buddy set off on a quest to free his race, rebuild the civilization, armed this time with a special whip instead of a gun. He's so a, he picked up a gun at one point. He's it? a bit like Sloth from the Goonies, isn't he? I said, you buy one, you get <laughs> one free. Bit. I said, you buy one, you get one free. <laughs> um, the whip, and the whip is a whip, and there is still the gun. And they've refined the gun a bit. It's a bit, bit more punchy yeah. in this one. Because, yeah, the way, um, I, I think you have to explain here how the gun works because it's a really weird thing and it's in both games where the gun will shoot a laser, but if you keep your finger on the trigger for a bit, the gun will create a small pixelated shield 
in front of you that'll soak up some laser. And then if you keep your finger on it a bit more, then it'll create a big fat laser beam that'll blast rocks or blast through enemy shields. So you end up in this weird kind of rhythm of shooting where it's like, bong, create shield, put me gun through this shield, bong, bong, create big fat laser, smash their shield, bang, shoot right quick before they do another. And that's the rhythm that the kind of gunfights have to follow, in it? And even though he has a whip in this, he still uses a gun mainly. You could say unique mm. rhythm, or you could say really annoying. But um, it's really annoying. That's only a few points, <laughs> it? It's it really annoying. Um, so, at, at this point, I, I don't really want to say much more about the story without... I don't think you can without spoiling it, um, other than to say that you've got to skate, you know, you fight other aliens and come up against uh, acid spitting plants. You've got to jump over, you come up against dogs. And In terms of gameplay, yeah. I get, it's like a, a side scrolling Metroidvania, but very slow. Smushed smush into Dragon's Lair. Because the, it's more for me like Dragon's Lair across with Prince of Persia. That is exactly what I would put it as. This this one seems to get the balance of that try try again methodology wrong, whereas another world seemed to have that balance right. Um, so the, the, there's some <laughs> points in this, like when you're going up that fucking lift um, early on, and there's like smoke jizzing out of all you're just fucking dying 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 yeah you know <laughs> as nice as a lot of these cutscenes are that they've made for each death and they've gone to the trouble of creating a nice cutscene for it i didn't want to see every one of them twice three times <laughs> four times yeah 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 so um if you have played another world you'll you'll pick you'll pick Heart of the Alien up and just feel at home with it anyway, because it is just a continuation. In, in terms of gameplay, more or less the same, isn't it? There's not a lot in puzzles, it. Puzzles, set I, pieces that will require timing, perseverance. It feels clunkier. Um, yeah. Um, and the, like the distance of the jump and the things like that, just it's not quite as well, refined as Another World is. No, no. So right. it's but, a step but, um, back, but it is, yeah, it is for all intents wow. and purposes. Yeah. yeah, yes. There might be a reason behind that, Mark. And here, I feel I need to mention Eric Chai. I presume that's how you pronounce his surname. Chai, Chai. He was a creative mind behind Another World and later Heart of Darkness in the PlayStation era, and he was, of course, approached to do a sequel due to the popularity of Another World. He envisaged another game in the same world of the first, whereby the player would take control of Buddy the alien, and you play through the first game again, but from the other viewpoint. So where you got the little flashback at the start, he wanted to make that as a game. Um, and he's been on record to say, rather than making a chronological development related to the first story, I decided redesigning the game from the alien point of view was excellent, would make a player discover another world with other eyes. I could already picture scenes where Lester would be in the background fighting guards with a player, would control the alien in the foreground and join our first hero and help him, etc. That would have been better. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what he wanted to do. That's what he wanted to do. But Interplay wanted a whole new world for the sequel to take place in. And shortly after its release, Eric Chai put out a statement that the title did not represent his vision of the world he crafted and disowned it altogether from uh, being treated as an official sequel. 
Is that because it's not as good as Another World or simply artistic differences that led to that decision? Well, before we tell you which side of that argument we fall down, although I think we know where Mark lands, mm. um, let's, let's get into what was happening on the world of music, films and games back in June 1994, what we like to call God Jarrell Interlude. Unless, unless you wanted to talk more about the game, but there's not really much more to say about no. it, as much as it is. It is. Hello, welcome to this episode. Have you played another world? Well, it's that again, but, <laughs> but in different, a different world. Yeah. It's yeah. A, another, another world. <laughs> you can't really deep dive and analyze something that is on the surface so basic, really. Yeah. You can't deep dive in a shallow pool. No, you break your neck and then you're in a wheelchair for the rest of your life and then, then you can't play oh, games man. because you can only move your nose. So don't do it. Oh, cultural interlude, sorry. Cultural interlude! So, music, which is where we always start, we always start the music charts. My name's Sullen. Do, 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 do. Welcome to the music charts. Single, single, single. Something like that. Straight in at number nine, with their seventh consecutive top 15 hit, was a band from Braintree, Essex, going by the name of The Prodigy, with You're No Good For Me. That is, well, that entire album is absolutely fantastic, isn't it? Music for a generation is, oh, it's stonking. Just reminds me of being, well, what are you in now? Uh, 94. Nice. Just coming up to being 18, driving yeah. around in cars. Just starting Boom. to get served in pubs. Yeah. Uh, generally, yeah. I think there was lots of, everyone got tired on, on cigarettes and then uh, at, at, around certain people's houses and we just I, played. I did get really tired loud. at this age because I were on speed all the time. <laughs> this is the music for you, Mark. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, it just reminds me of driving around the Yorkshire countryside. I worked, I don't think I passed my test at this point. I hadn't, but uh, our friend Simon had, and he was yes, he in had. the car. He just drove around, just drove around parts of Yorkshire. So just when you could afford fuel and get petrol in England. Yeah. Yeah, you don't do it now because it's too fucking expensive. You'd just go out for a drive, wouldn't you? Mm. Anyway. Mm. Uh, so that's a prodigy. We like a prodigy, don't we? Um, it was quite we sad, do. actually. I went and watched the video on there. You see Keith Flint in there. and it's, oh, it's a bit uh, bit sad. Um, well, the highest climber moving eight places to number five was Getaway by Max. Do you remember this? Uh, the title rings a bell, but I can't But mm. it, that was the hook. That was the chorus hook. But it was a. I think this. You know, this is that, that Eurodance type of '90s stuff, like Culture Beat and all that business. And uh, I think I think he might be Swedish or something, Max. But he's a white guy. But he's doing ragga. So I'm not sure you could get away with it now. I'll do a rough impression of what he sounds like. You can listen to it if you want. But with lyrics such as this. <laughs> I'm gonna try and do it justice. Bitty be me feeling airy. Come back again with the sign of a party. On the party, I'm a dance man flipping around to the ragga style. Drink champagne full of fashion. Party people to the ragga dance manner. In the club, man on the dance floor, everybody the ragga dance manner. 
Get away, so it's a bit like M dot. <laughs> it's like people do nothing, but he meant it. All right, dear me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, uh, yeah. Don't, ragged this. <laughs> we might get cancelled. Ragged this, ragged that, and a rubber dub styley. Feeling okay, me feeling so iry. I'm a white man. I'm a white man. Ragged with me and ready to dance, man. Boom shakalak, truly open your mind. I'm the white ragger man, baby, one of a kind. Ragger man, yes, gonna uh, go uh, make uh, my uh, day. Uh, open your mind. I'm gonna get away. Uh, From me. <laughs> that's not <laughs> me. That's not me doing. An, that's me doing an impression of this guy being uh, okay. culturally appropriate. That is absolute. I'll put the link, as always, is in the show notes. Make your own mind up, listeners. It is that ridiculous. Mm. It's like a. It's like Mighty Boosh. It's <laughs> not. It's not as ridiculous as what's at number one by the look of this. Yeah. So swiftly moving on from cultural appropriation to number one is um, status quo. Got together with the Manchester United Football Club to do. Come on, you Reds, come on. Come back, cultural appropriation. I think I sent you guys, you, obviously, because our chat's so busy, you must you might have missed it, but the picture of uh, Status Quo, your man, your men from Status Quo, what are they called? Francis Rossi and uh, that Rossi. Coke, Coke Status and Quo. Yeah, Status and Quo. There was a picture of Status and Quo. John, John with, Status and Barry Quo. Which I think Steve Bruce and um, Lee Sharp. With, I know it, it was Brian Robson and Lee Sharp holding guitars. Yeah. Oh, that's what that come is. Come on, you yeah. red. Come I'd, on, you red. Yeah, it's shit. I hadn't even twigged who those two were in the middle, but yeah, it quite clearly is Brian, <laughs> Brian Robson and Lee Sharp. So, hang on. Go on. What? They're from London, aren't they? Status Quo. Don't know, it might be. Yeah. Down, down, down south. So they got Oasis to do it. <laughs> oh, that's it. Wrong side of, wrong side of Manchester. <laughs> <I know>. um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Albums? Did anyone say albums? No. Yeah. But go on. Swiftly moving on. <laughs> albums. Sliding to nine on its way out of the top ten was Park Life by Blur. So here we are, uh, just I, probably at the peak. You could argue that Britpop had peaked mm. around now, maybe. Uh, What's the Story Morning Glory came out the next summer, but after that it was on its way down, wasn't it? All your copycat mm. bands came in, but yeah, Part Life. It's quite quite interesting listening back to Part Life recently, that it's more varied than you think it is. It's it a great holds, album. It holds its own. It's always been one of my favourite albums and I'll still listen to it every now and then. Now, I think. I, I think not only has it got some killer songs, there's no filler on it. Every song nope. on it is good, but it also is a journey in on, of itself. They're in a good order, are the songs, that makes you not want to skip out. Um, I think it's a good album. I didn't care for it. I listened back to it and no. thought, oh, I've not listened to this for ages. Oh. I thought, ah, I don't think I'm a big fan right, of Blur. Though, they come across as, well, yeah, but even now, listening back, they just feel like they come across like they're up their own ass a bit. They are. I, I mean, that. you know, they are. Most musicians but are. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, well, I think, yeah. I think at, at the time as well, I'll always remember it fondly because it, it was the reason that my band got bigger because up until that point, we were a band with a keyboard player and everyone were like, it was a band with a keyboard player, and then that came out and um, it ignited some interest actually in 
my own band. Oh, you sound and like Blur. You no, know, we didn't, but you know, we had keyboard. That's as, as much as we sound like it. But it did. It made him cool again. They're um, the more cerebral than you than you give them credit for. I think Blur. They're really good. It, you know, you can look at girls and boys, and it, yeah, obviously it's tongues firmly in its cheek. But you've got songs like the end on that yeah. album as well that are just majestic and the, no, the Universal wasn't on this album was it, it was Universal no that was the next one yeah which no. is like the end part two in it but yes. just songs like that on the face of it they're just pop song aren't they but there's so much more than a pop song like proper classic British tracks particularly the end yeah I think like the thing the thing with it was obviously you, you see I heard uh, Damon Albrand in an interview and like when he started um, doing Gorillaz and at the very, very end, he brought a Gorillaz album and a Blur album out together. And he said that he wrote those tracks and they were interchangeable, basically. I didn't, he didn't strategically put one on one album and one on the other. Just as an experiment, he just randomly went, that one on that, that one on that, that one on that, that one on that. Um, and the Blur one didn't sell any records and the Gorilla one sold loads. And he was just like, it just proved to me that music doesn't really matter anymore. It's just how it's packaged. Was it Think Tank? I think, I think what's it left at that time, didn't it? Graham, Graham Coxon left. Yeah, yeah. yeah he'd gone. Uh, so it was very much a Damon, a Damon Albarn project and a Damon Albarn project. And, and like I say, that's when he said, you know, well, just Gorillaz at- was an experiment to see if you could package music differently and it would be a worldwide smash hit when it will not get anywhere otherwise and he were right. <laughs> ah, but yeah, great, great album. Number eight was God Shuffled His Feet from Crash, <laughs> Test, from Crash Test Dummies, which featured the... Mm-hmm. quite explain why I had to be so affected in my singing. Such well, a strange voice, shit. isn't it? Strange voice, yeah, of course it is. Anyone can do a strange voice on purpose. I'm sure he got it from when... Can I have two pints of lager and a pack of... Peanuts for the wife. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> a good swap. Yeah, they, 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 uh, yeah, odd. They were yeah, Canadian, weren't they? I, I don't know. I, I, I hope someone did put them in a car and crash test. <laughs> <laughs> Once there was this kid who got into an accident, couldn't come to school, and then he finally made it. Oh, shut up. I think that, but that, did that get to the board? I don't know, but yeah. But it was a massive smash hit song, that. It was massive, that song. It was everywhere. God, they're still going. The band are. No, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere near. Yeah. Number one, they did, a, they did a 25th anniversary tour of that mm, album. Of that song, 2017. Where, uh, where song. are the mum's house? I think he wanted a promotional time with either Marmite or <laughs> Mattersons. Remember Mattersons, the meat. The, yeah, their, their, their slogan was mm, Mattersons. Mm. So maybe that number one album yes. was "I Say, I Say, I Say" by Erasure. So I'd, ah. I'd have thought by 94, Erasure was spent. So I had to look and see what tracks were on this. And it's always, which I think got to number one. Always I want to be with you and make believe I, I, with you. And live uh, in Erasure are really good. Well, they are, aren't they? It's Vince Clark, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously, it's not just him. But you got to give him some respect. Bert, Mark, just a little respect. Something for you, Mark. That was, I think the album, 
certainly that track was produced by Martin Ware <coughs> from Human League and Heaven 17. Yeah. So, so maybe they felt sometimes that's what happens when bands go on slide. They go, hey, get a producer in. Bring, yeah. give us, f- pull some fresh ideas. Normally it's Brian Eno, <laughs> in it? But pull some fresh ideas out of us. Um, films. So at number 10, after three weeks on the chart, is uh, I think it was his third film from Peter Jackson, Brain Dead. Yeah. I think Which, he'd done. Made the feebles and bad taste. That feeble thing, and then this. Yeah, but yeah, it's it, brain dead's great. I always remember again. Yeah. We were what seventeen. It, it is when it gets going, but do it, you know, when you watch it, I've not it seen back, it. I've not seen it recently. Yeah, it, te- it takes a while before you know you've got. He kicks ass for the Lord and stuff. Um, there's there's a lot of meandering around at the beginning of that film. Uh, and then you are rewarded with an hour of just one just, of the best, ridiculous, most insane comedy horrors anyone could. I can't even think how someone could conceive that dinner table fucking scene. It but is just... For, for anyone that doesn't know what Brendan is, so when Peter Jackson got Lord of the Rings, you were like, yeah, it, that'll work, that... In terms of like, in terms of visually, yeah. So why why would anybody why would anybody trust Peter Jackson to do this? And then you've only got to look back and you can see then the ties with all the orcs and everything in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> when you got the so brain dead, um, they got a, a, a son. Does his mum and does he go? Is a son it, quite it an old early twenties? But he gets bitten by, by a, a rat monkey that comes in off a ship that starts right. turning everybody into to... zombies. Yeah, but then it's the, his mum like, that gets that, bit. It's mum, yeah, she's a great character, isn't it? And, yeah. But the last the last 45 minutes or so is just blood <laughs> and guts. Things being killed with uh, lawnmowers. Yeah, <laughs> just... A zombie orgy, uh, a yeah. zombie baby being born as a result of said orgy and then running around zombifying other stuff. <laughs> it's just fucking it's, mad. It's just it's absolutely brilliant. Fest. I was watching Bad Taste last night and that's very similar but not as over the top but just some of the physical effects that they've got it's fucking great I've just watched um, I've just read the first sentence of the plot from the Wikipedia article in 1957 explorer Stuart McAlden and his team smuggle a captured Sumatran rat monkey a hybrid creature that resulted from the rape of tree monkeys by plague carrying rats so the rats <laughs> raped the monkeys yeah. <laughs> out of Skull Island yeah. so that's you know King Kong yeah harking King, back King, King Kong King Kongness yeah <clears throat> Yeah, watch it if you want just a, a daft horror. It's not even a horror, really, is it? But yeah, don't. Yeah. Anyway, number five, a director by Harold Ramis and starring Bill Murray and Andy McDowell is a little known film called Groundhog Day. Anyone seen it? It's a, 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 it's a pretty perfect. <laughs> a few times. That, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it created a genre. That's how good it is. So you're gonna, yeah, you whenever can. whenever you play Returnal or Deathloop or you watch um, Edge of Tomorrow or what they retitled that Tom Cruise film as it Happy Live, Death Die, Repeat Day or and, whatever, yeah, yeah and Happy, Happy Death, Death Day, Day and all that. Everyone and just goes boss boss level, boss level. Man and yeah, yeah as people well, just go yeah, it's like Groundhog yeah. Day. It's just yeah. a reference point for everything, isn't it? 
Yeah, I love though that in Future was... Man, I don't know if you guys have watched it yet, but you should just because of all the references in it. There's a bit where he's trying to explain to someone what's going on, and he's goes, and then he's come back in time, and he goes, "What like Terminator?" And he's like, "A bit like Terminator, except this day's been lived over and over again." He's like, "Well, like Groundhog Day," <laughs> and he just keeps he like just throwing all the own references in, and he's like, "Yeah, like that, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> it's been done but before. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it, it's such a good idea. I can't believe no one did it before Groundhog Day. It's a great idea. Was it a. It wasn't a book, was it? I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't know I, that. But... I, read, I read somewhere that um, either in the book or the original screenplay, that because there's a section where he tries to kill himself, yes. doesn't he? Over and over he again. just wants to get out of yeah. it and apparently in the original it just spends ages and ages and ages and ages and it's really graphic <laughs> and I don't know whether it was the book and they, they just kind of cut that bit out or whether it was a screenplay and they just went yeah we need to rent this back in a bit <laughs> yeah. but um, I, can, I can imagine that just go over and over again just spending like half an hour on him trying to kill himself in more um, like, you know I just um, I, what's the word bigger ways I also can't imagine anyone other than Bill Murray in that role and it being anywhere near as good as it is. It's like, you know, like same with Scrooged. Yeah. Where it's just so perfectly Bill Murray. You can't imagine it being anywhere else. Whereas you get to some of his later films now where he's older. I can't remember what I watched recently that he were in. Something with Melissa McCarthy, I think. And as it finished, I thought, that'd have been loads better with Jack Nicholson. And then when I read about the film, Jack Nicholson had turned it down and they were like, oh, that makes sense. But and then more of his older stuff now, as you see him just getting older and more miserable and uh, and less crazy, he is just Jack Nicholson now. <laughs> but he can remember his lines. Yeah, but he's not cut off his tits. <laughs> <laughs> At number one was, well, it seemed to be on, I don't know if it got renamed for um, for the UK the listing I got said three ninja kids, but Wikipedia calls it three ninjas. So I've I've not seen this. It's a comedy with kids and the ninjas, and it's directed by a guy called John Turtletaub. And you're like, who's John Turtletaub? I recognise that no name. Go on. Right here we go. Get ready. He went on. This was his He's third done action film. films, hasn't he? No, he went on to do Cool Runnings, and then uh-huh. While You Were Sleeping, Phenomenon, National Treasure. National Treasure Book of Secrets, Sorcerer's Apprentice, and most recently, The Meg. Oh, The Meg. So it's um, kept working. What is it? Well, it's, giant um, shark yeah, thing. The Megalodon. The, 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 the British guy's yeah. doing the second Meg, the one that did Free Fire and that did that um, Johnny Vegas thing and Kill List and what have you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember his yeah. name. He good at- did... Yeah. Ben Wheatley. Yeah, yeah, there you go, Ben Wheatley. He's doing the Meg yeah, too. Yeah. It seems like he's an odd ben choice, Wheatley. but he's good Ben Wheatley, yeah. So three ninjas. Ben Wheatley. Ben Wheatley um, got, well, he was big on Beta back in the early 2000s. There was loads of stuff that he did, which was, I didn't realise he'd gone into actual filmmaking, but all the stuff that he always did on there was really uh, of a different level compared to everyone making just daft shit flash animations. His stuff was like, Always better, significantly. Yes, that kill list is one of my favourite films. That's that's him. Great. Film. Yeah, he did the high rise, which I've not 
get seen, even though it's nearly six it's years not old. Great. And sightseers. <sighs> sightseers but, is insanely good. But yeah, John John Turtletaub, a name that you didn't know you knew. I, d- I knew the name, but I didn't know what I'd done. What he'd done, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but um, so that's films, that's albums, that's music, that's 94 in June. But hang on, we're a gaming podcast. We talk about games and what were we playing in uh, 1994, 1st of June. On the shelves was issue 152 on the shelves. On the shelves in- where? On the shelves where? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so it was really, really thin on the ground. I think there was one or maybe two CMVG hits this month in the entire thing of notes anyway. Uh, so, yeah, just got, just, we, we just, we just got, just got a handful here. So I had to start digging in the ones that, that didn't get stellar reviews. But coincidentally, first up is Another World. Because it made it, but in '94 it made its way to the 3DO, and it's it scored 90. percent It was on nearly everything. 90. Yeah. percent That's good. But it was on nearly everything, wasn't it? Yeah, but this is the thing. So the score is 90 percent right, and they're praising the visuals, but ultimately they don't think it's long enough. No, it's not. And but... you'll get about a fortnight out of it once you've short-lived but enjoyable, and that's the best description of another world, says Paul Rand. Now I don't think. In 94, if you're paying for a 3DO title that won't have been cheap, mm. I don't think it's good enough. I don't think it deserves that rating. I think you've got a factor value into it. I th- I'll come on to it when we come on to the thing. Okay. It does deserve Don't. that rating. All right, okay. Well, that's that's what they thought of Another World, which by this point had been reviewed to death anyway. And when did it originally come out on Amiga? On 16, on it was only 16 a year bits. or so before this. Was it? Oh, yeah, okay. I'd left school, so I left school in 22, 22. and I was back in Wakey, um, and I'd gone to college for a year, so it, it wasn't long before this, I bet it was 93. 91, it yeah. says, yeah. Does it? Maybe I did it at school then, maybe it's earlier than I thought. Mm. I know I played I know I know played the shit out of it in that little bedroom in Osset when I lived with my gran, um, but yeah, so yeah, maybe it was last year of school then. Played the shit out of it in your little bedroom. Yeah, and I had to go to another world as well. (laughs) Next up. We're still calling that helpline. (laughs) (laughs) Addiction to friction. Uh, Next up, uh, uh, retailing at £64.99 on import, £65 in 1994, was Super Metroid on the SNES. So looping back around to, to earlier Metroid yeah, Dread. Full circle, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, it's mega, isn't it? It is fantastic. Denny's Ahmed from CMVG said it's the best SNES game for ages. And only reason it hasn't scored higher is that it's rather easy. Do you know what? I've never played about it. That? What game are you playing, Dennis? It's easier than Metroid. It's not rather easy. <clears throat> it's, I mean, it's, straight, it's easier than the, the Des Metroid, isn't it? Because that's just unplayable. That's rock hard, yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's yeah. games of that era, isn't it? It yeah. is difficult. But Super Metroid, it's still a taxing, difficult game. Straightforward. But you, you know, I, I played it. I'd, I'd never played it when I was a kid. My mate John loved it. He, Went on about it, and I was like, "Yeah, I never got around to playing it. I don't know why. I don't know what I was playing instead." But um, I played it when the mini SNES came out, 
and I played it just before moving house and then it got packed away and I never picked it back up again. But I was really enjoying it. And what stood out to me more than anything was how well it stood up today. Even even because there's a you know, there's a big scene of everyone making sixteen bit looking mm. games and games that hark back to that day. Playing something of that era and it's still been as good as I imagine it it was yeah, yeah it just plays really and really well to, and I was loving it. Not to create a game that just making it look sixteen bit. That's what a lot of lot oh, of people yeah, are getting wrong. Yeah, yeah. You look at it and you go, hey, look, it's retro. You know, it's, it might look it, but it, the mechanics and everything aren't. Yeah, they're not. Shit. The, yeah, they're not. You're missing. You're missing the beating heart of that era, and the, this mm. this sums it up really. So but, can you play it on Switch? It was. Is yes, it, is uh, it online? Yes, I think so. I think so, yeah. I think it's part of the online stuff. But, might have a go at it then. But the music as well, the the, the jump from 8-bit to 16-bit um, and what the what Metroid did with it, and the, they've almost created a horror soundtrack to go with it, like a, like a proper alien film. Ooh. And yeah, It's very it's, sparse. It's fantastic. It? Very minimal. Shout yeah. out to Charlie Farr. Uh, he's streaming at the minute on Mondays. He has metroid monday and he's i've been watching him go through these watching him so he's gone through the original metroid on the nes metroid 2 which was on the game boy and super the, this one super metroid uh and it's interesting because he's coming in cold as well he's never played them all so he's going through them just to to play him he's now on to metroid prime that's right isn't it the first first person oh no he's, he's played the game by advanced yes. ones as well actually but i love metroid prime and finally Scoring 84% was Sam and Max Hit the Road, which is a bit... Love that game. Reasonably yeah. important, wasn't it? For really, re- yeah. Reigniting those point-and-clicky games. It, it kept it going in the same way that uh, Grim Fandango did again. It's like someone pulled the ripcord on the engine again just to get it going again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is this what the review in here specifically is the CD version. So I didn't, I, I got Sam and Max, but I had it on floppy for the PC. Never had the CD version. Uh, this came out later. So by 94, I think this, I don't know. Yeah. But did, did I rebuy it then? Because I, I distinctly remember it because I remember the voices. I remember hearing the voices. Maybe you did. I can hear them in my but head now. Maybe I rebuy it. I think it. It, no, there's, there were some, the internet can tell us. The, I think there were vocals in the disc version. But I think the CD put added vocals into the game as well. I think you're right. So I think the there text. were vocals in the cutscene bits, but then there were vocals all the way through the CD one. Yeah. But what the, what uh, the call yeah, out here you might is, be right. They, they seem to be calling out that it has no extra gameplay, that, that they're marking it down almost because it's on CD. Where's the extra levels? You know, where's all this? You know. But it's a, it's a, it's a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, That's the thing. It's an odd thing. It's like ta- you've can... completed the story. Tack, tack a bit more on the yeah. end. Eh? So, yeah, I found that a bit odd. So they give it 85% kind of based on that and that it only got added vocals. But you should be going back to what we're saying there about another world. Do you mark it down on value or do you mark it down on a perceived va- value? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that yeah, it was absolutely really thin on the ground, really, in terms of decent games this this month, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Do we have charts? Yes, I'm, sure I'm actually ahead of you. I'm looking at them now. <laughs> okay, well, at number number twenty, Link's Awakening on the Game Boy, uh, which is uh, 
fantastic. Quickly right. scanning through yep. here. Clay Fighters on the SNES motion, which is like Street Fighter, but uh, silly. Yeah, yeah it was alright that one. Classic um, characters. It's skid Marks on here that was on Amiga. That was actually quite a good game. There's a bit like a micro machinesy type thing, but in four by fours on sand, so they slid around a bit more. Yeah, it's um, like Ivan Ivan Reitman yeah. Stewart's super groovy off 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 ground racing or whatever they call it. <laughs> It were good, so, um, but very it, similar to that. It's a good chart. This is rock and roll racing there at number twelve, which is similar yes. top down stuff. But I always remember that our cousin worked in a computer shop in Wakefield, and he put this on it. Oh, Black Sabbath! It had proper rock band licensed soundtracks on it, didn't it? I don't remember that. Yeah, I'd, I don't um, think. Paranoid. Although I do remember. That crane bit looks familiar. Did you have it? You must have had it. No, you? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I, didn't yeah. I think it commands quite a bit of money now. Uh, uh, well, I tell, I'll tell you what, they're just, just skimming through this. I know you're going to cover more of them. What a good time for oh, gaming. This yeah. one, yeah, this, well, this, this, this particular chart. I'll quickly rattle them off from, from yeah. 20. So you've got Zelda Link's Awakening on uh, the Game Boy. Ground Zero Texas on the Mega CD. Sensible Soccer. Sonic 3. Sam and Max Hit the Road. Some Star Trek game that I can't remember, but Trekkies would have loved it. Skid Marks, Clay Fighters, Rock and Roll Racing, Super Empire Strikes Back. Now, they're fantastic, those super games on the SNES. Doom on the PC at oh, number 10. Arcade Pool from Team 17. Yeah. Kirby's Pinball. Manchester United Premier Champs uh, from Chrysalis. That'll be, that'll be crap, I'll tell you now. FIFA International Soccer. So the original FIFA International. That was the first one in 94. NBA yep. Jam. Cannon Fodder, SimCity 2000, Wario Land on the Game Boy, and World Cup Striker on the SNES. So obviously that's got there because we're in a World Cup year, aren't we? This was USA, mm. wasn't it? USA! 94, yeah. 94, it was, yeah. England didn't get to go because <laughs> they were dog shit. How I don't like that. But uh, that that's that's it. There's no arcades left, so there's no arcade section. Uh, yeah, that's gone now. Yeah, and that that's it. That yeah. is your cultural interlude for June 1994. When things were simpler. What, what is what, your, your verdict? <laughs> so, Heart of the Alien, what did we all make of it? Um, can, can I... Go on. Can I put an intro here? Yeah. So, this has made me rethink lots of things playing this game. Um, because... If I go back to another world, so we've established it with 1991, so I'm 14, 15 at this point. It's the last year of school. And on the front of a magazine comes a demo. That demo is the opening cinematic from Another World. And it takes us to the first bit of Another World where he pops up out of the sea. He runs across the screen. You get bitten by some poisonous little snaky thing big bear-like dog thing chases you, you jump on a vine. Just that little segment. That opening cinematic in that segment, I must have just watched over. I'd never seen anything like it, ever. So not on my system. I'd seen Dragon's Lair and I'd seen things like that. But then this played, the way this played was a whole different ball game. So I was really looking forward to this game coming out. And then when the game did come out, um, it, I didn't feel let down. Now, I did feel frustrated at points by how difficult some of it was, particularly this underground caves bit, and there were a lot of trial and error and things like that. But the emotional pull 
that I got out of this storyline when I got to the end of it was something that changed my opinion of what a game could be in terms of narrative. And like I said, it stuck with me for a really, 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 really long time. However, as part of this, I went back and played it again, and it's fucking awful. You know, <laughs> so, you know, I, 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 to give, that's, that's to bring it into Heart of Alien. So I'm going to slag Heart of the Alien off, as we probably all are. But what I've got to think about is at the time, is at, at the time. And, and it's really made me think about the way I've scored some of these games where you've got, it's this, it's that, it's the other. But then at the time, though, you know, what what was it? You know, so if I was scoring another world right now and I'd have gone in cold to that game and we'd be coming into it, I'd have been giving it a fucking four and going, and that's generous. Do you know what I mean? Um, but to me, mm-hmm. even going back and playing it's awful, that's still one of my best gaming memories is, is that game. So that leads us into this, which, like you say, is more of the same, but not quite as good. Um, some of the cinematics are really inconsistent in this game. They're better for the most part than they were in Another World, but in some parts they've put an extra layer of detail on. In some parts there seems to be a layer of detail lost. And the controls feel more choppy and it feels more cheap when you die. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically me introing it and giving the feedback without really spoilerizing it. I think that the storyline, other than the first few minutes, is really disjointed and weird to the point where by the end, you don't give a shit. You don't really care. And some of the bits that of narrative at the end that would have some quite emotional weight behind them happen so fast that you can't, you, it's just jarring. It doesn't have any of the sort of nuance, cinematic nuance that the first one had, I don't think. There's odd one or two cutscenes really random ones where he's looking at a cable or he's picking up the little, a little bomb where actually they're done quite nicely and it's like, but they're quite inseco- inconsequential. And then there's like a really important one later on, close to the end, where it's fucking, it fucking just happens, just goes, whoop, bang, chee, dunk, what do you like? What the fuck? Um, you know, this, this is a, a, a moment... Do you, mean, do you mean the fight with uh, Lester and he gets electrocuted? I mean... I mean... Because that seems to me... Go I, like no, that. I, I, I mean the very end bit with Lester. What happens to Lester at the very oh, end? Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think, I think it's like I said, I'm not mad with it, but I'm just disappointed that it's just not right. And it makes sense what you said earlier about it not being that guy, because that's what it's lacking. It's lacking that little nuance that made that first one so special, and obviously that little nuance that made that first one so special was him. <laughs> So. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a really fair summary. So I, um, as much as I know Another World, everybody knows about Another World, I had never actually played it. Or if I had played it as a kid, not really give it much time because it wouldn't have had effects on me because I'd have been, at 91, I'd have been six. So, yeah, wouldn't have meant anything really. Seeing as it's got both on it, I will play them both. I'll start at Another World. And um, I can, I can imagine back then it looked amazing. It doesn't look bad now, mm. 
doesn't look bad at all now. It's got you could almost make that game today and make it in that style and just have it. Accepted. Well, they have they have remastered it, but um, so but. No, I'm in a brand new yeah, game. Yeah. You, you, you could, could make something new and give it that, it that kind cell, of it's just poly- polygonal style, and it'd yeah. work. Yeah. So I didn't even realise I'd started playing it, and I drowned. I'm like, oh, I'm dead. Okay, I'm supposed to swim at that point, right? right okay, okay. Because you get transported, and there's this desk, and you've got to swim up the water. Like, okay, I've done that. And then I saw these little things on the floor, and it went it, it, just nicked my leg and killed me. I'm like, oh, okay, right, so I've got to kill them, um, and killed them. Then that thing that starts chasing you, for some reason I couldn't run away fast enough and it kept catching me. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I'm literally running as fast as it'll go. I got there in the end. But I played it for about half an hour and I got captured in the cage, freed out the cage, shooting things, and then I kept dying. I went, no, I've had enough of this already. And I went and watched a YouTube Let's Play through of Another World. Mm. Watched, I think it was only about 35, 40 minutes. Uh, and I watched it on 1.25 speed because it seems a little bit slow. But I actually enjoyed watching the game more than I enjoyed playing it because I was getting frustrated at every turn with it. I'm like, oh, fuck off. I don't, it's just a, it's just punishment. I'm not enjoying playing this. This isn't, I don't feel like I'm getting anything out of it. Now, at the time, it, 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 in the, in the early 90s, it won't, might not have felt like that, or maybe it would have done, but you you forgave it because of how good it looked. That's and exactly how, what you how did. How different it was. Yeah, it did. So looking back on it now, like you said, it doesn't stand <laughs> no, up well. No, it doesn't. No. So I went into I went into Heart of the Alien thinking I know what I'm about to expect, and let's see if they've improved on it. And you're right, they haven't. If anything, it's got worse. Mm, it's a, and it's a, and yeah, it, it's all yeah, worse. I, I'm, I'm exactly the same as you. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, do you know what? After again, after about an hour of playing that, I was like, I can't play this anymore. It's just getting right on my tits. So I watched the playthrough of it, and I enjoyed watching it again more than I did playing it. I ended up, and there were some deaths from whoever was playing it, and I was like, this is enjoyable to watch. I I ended up doing the same. I got to a point where I was just like, this is really pissing me off, but I need to see how it ends. So I ended up watching someone finish it off. Someone do. I think they rattled it off in ten minutes. It probably took me three hours, four hours. Of, Dying, retrying, dying, retrying, dying, retrying. But yeah, that's the problem with it. That would it have been a problem then? It's not know. fun. No, it's not. It's a gr- that, That's grind. my problem with it. But games, games should be fun. No matter how nice you make it look, no matter how good it looks or sounds or feels, if it's not fun, mm. it's, it's what you don't want to play that's, it. That, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I agree with both what you two have said, but. Like you've just expertly said there, to be honest, Dan, that back in '91 when you first played this, you were pulled in by all this, all all the cinematic the aesthetic, feel, yeah. all the aesthetic, even the slow pacing. You forgave it, you forgave it, um, mistake to learn approach because you were. It was like we used to say, it's like playing a film. You know, the, the opening cuts yeah. in where the car stops and the car pulls into the car park and he goes into the and office. Like the and cracking open of the drink and just this little subtle nuances that... It was... No, no one had done a cutscene like someone drank a can of Coke. No. And like it... now, it would be style <laughs> over substance, but then it was... Style was everything because there'd been nothing like it before. And playing yeah. this one, it was... not. Uh, there was none of that. You dropped straight in... No. Right, okay, so I'm going to die that way. 
Right. I'm going to die that way. Oh, sorry. I'm going to die that way. Oh, I'm dying when I go, when I flick onto a screen like Jet Set Willie. What are you giving me here? And, and I think there's not, you try not to put a modern, you try not to put a modern lens on it because you will judge these games unnecessarily harshly. But I think even then, you'd have gone, well, it's just, I'm just dying quickly. There's no unfolding story. There's no cinema. Something, something that it did. I'm going back to another world, really, more than Heart. But the thing is, you've got to kind of link them both. They're both yeah. on the same disc. So I suppose we've got to look at them as they are. But one thing it did that really harked back to now is that buddy mechanic of caring about the other character. They did really, really well in uh, Another World. It touches on it again in Heart. And then it's like, that was then largely ignored till Ico appeared like years and years and years and years later. So there were some aspects from a narrative standpoint about this game when we look at things like The Last of Us and the recent God of War um, and, and things like that, where some of these narrative ideas that they had right back then are being used to really good effect now. You know, so, so you can't knock it for not having ideas. Um, but like I say, they're only getting so far, are they? And yeah. it's got to be fun to play, you know. Yeah, so and, it, and it's not. And it's I, not, yeah. No, I, I played it up until um, when you enter the prison area, about the first five or ten minutes in. So I've, I, I, I've also watched the completion. It's 25 minutes, in it? You can finish it without a mistake in 25 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and i just getting frustrated with the gun, with the enemies. with just yeah. the, the, And I just thought, you know what? Up there. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought I can't I can't do that. I can't play this just to be told how I'm doing it wrong to then remember yeah. how to do it right. The 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 checkpoints are, are very forgiving. But it was just it's 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 everything I hate in a game. It's it's like that splinter cell mechanic where that that Hitman doesn't do, Splinter Cell does, where you go into a level, all right, I don't do it that way then. All right, I don't See, do it I, that way then. Oh, don't do I that quite way, like that, um, and I quite like that as a mechanic, but I don't think this does it very well. So yeah, I don't mind um, games where you know you have to memorize everything and then you go in and own the shit out of it. I quite like that, um, but but yeah, this one just unfortunately doesn't do it well. I mean, if you take if you go back to another world again, that bit that you didn't quite get past Dan. So you've met the alien in the cage, and then you've got your first gunfights. There's a bit where you roll down a sewer, and you can. To only see like a small circle of light around you, and it's trial and error remembering the way yeah, down yeah. because you you know you die a lot, but it's cool. And yeah. then you end up in a cave where it's trial and error because you're blasting a wall, and then water comes through and drowns you. But if you blast that one, that rock falls and it blocks that water. And it a lot of it is trial and error, but it's good trial and error. I, Heart I, isn't. I, maybe I was watching that that part of it and watching roll through the roll through the the darkness and thinking. Oh, but if I'd have gone that way, I'd have died. Yes. And then I'd have been really annoyed. And I'd have to do it yes. again. And then I'd go, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And then I'd have gone, oh, not that way. All right, okay. So I'd have ended up writing it down, probably left down. Yeah, I right. think I did. And, and I'm like, oh, like fuck yeah. off. No, that's just, I don't want a memory test. I want to enjoy myself. Yeah. But, but what it's it, not, I just wasn't enjoying it. Yeah, what I had done, though, is because they'd created a unique death animation for every single unique death that was possible within the game. Um, once you'd done that death, if you didn't die again, then you saw a new death. So there was something new to witness, um, you know, each time you died. But like I said, the problem with Heart was 
it was repeating the same death over and 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 over again. Whereas that happened less so in another world. You would die, then you'd know what to do, and then you probably wouldn't die in that bit again. One other thing that, I mean, this was a mega CD title, and, and I don't really think it did much above what was done already on the Mega Drive with, with well, another think, world. You can there start two much, games on the, it. The, maybe, maybe there was a couple <laughs> that's, of, that's yeah, it, isn't it? Maybe there was a couple of cutscenes that looked a bit nicer. Maybe the sound was slightly better, but... There wasn't much in it, it were there? No, no, not at all. So what do we think for scores, then? It's a difficult one, like I say, for me, is this, because, you know, on the one hand, I feel like going fucking three, or, you know, it's shite. Um, but on the other hand... I'm trying to think, was was this at its time? Is it just a victim of time? I, but actually, I don't think it is, so I'm going to give it four, just because I want to be kind to it. But I, I don't know if it deserves it or not. I've written in my notes here, and you're going to fall off your chair, I'd written a... I'd written a seven, wow. and it's not, it's not... It's not. I don't know why I wrote a seven. I really don't. And I've written here, uh, very pretty, influential series let down by frustrating gameplay. Games ultimately are there to be enjoyed and I didn't enjoy it much. It's scoring that high purely because of the visuals, its storytelling, and its influence on future gaming. But I think that refers more to another, to another world. world than it yeah. did Heart of the that's Alien. The, that's the problem. Because I think it, if you're reviewing them as a package, yeah. it's higher. If you're reviewing this on its own, all it is is a cheap cash-in to something that was important that is nowhere near as good as its predecessor. <laughs> Back, back to Bond, it's like um, Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. Yes. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, the, just, another world is perfectly formed, so even more so for its time. This came later, wasn't as good, was frustrating, and it didn't have that emotional impact because you're playing Sloth or whatever it's called. And it's just, it's just you're just making me die and get annoyed. No. Yeah. Eject. So but four, four, I'm, I'm going to go five. five revised five. Four Arugas Just because, yeah. Because it still, yeah. it, so it, it tries. I think, it, I, think it's, I think they've tried. 2005, yeah. Yeah, I'd <laughs> Yeah, and failed. Now, at least they've tried, but also they maybe should have not bothered. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe they should have listened to Eric Chai and gone. Why don't we play Another World, but from Buddy's point of view instead? Yeah, he might have had a better game out of yeah, it. Yeah, he definitely would have had. So, come on then. Fun fact is up. Fun fact is up. Fun fact Fun fact, is up. fun fact, fun fact. Sit down and strap in. His facts are like a slap. It's coming at you so, so fast. It's Dan's fun fact. Difficult because we don't know much about this game at all anyway, and it didn't do very well, and it wasn't around much. But um, rotoscoping, we all know what rotoscoping is, um, and it was used in both the games uh, for some of the animation. What if, what if you don't know what rotoscoping is, Dan? Well, look it up then. I'm not fucking Google, am I? <laughs> don't come to us for any information, for Christ's sake. There's internet out there. Get on that. It's a... <laughs> Put some effort in, listeners. It's taking... No, no, so don't say taking, now. They can do it. Um, You're quite right. They can look it up themselves. Yeah. yeah. Podcast well. is free for God's sake. Well, once, once you've looked it up and you know what rotoscoping is, you can see that it was used in both games for some of the animation. And Eric Chahi has recently um, 
uploaded some footage to Twitter on his old Twitter account showing how he used a model Ferrari 288 to capture the first handbrake turn up to the lab at the start of another world. It's quite cool. You just see, they just see with a toy car spin it like that. And you're like, oh, that's what. That's the actual footage he used. It's got the date. It's got the. Yeah, we'll put the link in the show notes then, because I've I've got a link to that. Yeah, see, that's cool. And and just it is the original 1990 footage as well. Like you know that daft video that you made. He's not, he's not remade the footage. He's, he's found the old tape and gone, this is what I used. I will say something, despite it not being good. Um, I am glad we got it. So so I'm like asking what else we could have played. But actually, I, I, I think this was a perfect example of the right sort of thing that we want to come up on this. So so it's not all bad. <laughs> yeah, because for, for many of us, I, I can't remember seeing it. It, took, it slipped through the net. I didn't. I, I'm not yeah. even sure if I knew it existed. No, I, I definitely didn't know it existed. Right, come on then, hit yeah, me with H. it, Gandalf. What else could we have been playing? So we could have been playing Heavy Unit. Wonderful shooter. Side-scrolling shooter. Heimdall. Yeah. Come out Heimdall. Mega Drive. Yeah, so Heimdall, for, for those game. old enough to remember, was originally like an Amiga ST uh, game. Viking, really, Viking really good game. game. But we, we probably remember it mostly as the game that they used to use on Games Master, where they had to throw the axes at the head that was in the stocks to cut the head out, remember? Like a... I remember seeing that No, I just... I remember this, because it was like an isometric head-over-heels nightlaw nightmare, but for the next generation kind of thing. It was a really, really, really good game. And then Heimdall 2 was also a really, really good game. Like an RPG, wasn't it? Yeah, but the bonus stage with I'm the axes stills of it, it doesn't on, doesn't ring any bells. What was always it, on? Ah, um... oh, yeah, you cut you you throw the axes and cut the hair, the yes. strands of hair. Yes, yeah. I remember that bit in the game, but I don't remember it being on TV. Yeah, it was on Games Master. I, I seem uh... to think it was on there all the time, but mm-hmm. I suspect it wasn't. Then you've got um, Hellfire. Yeah, it's a Shoot them up. I wanted, I wanted the randomizer to pull that out on H. If I'm honest, did you have this? Uh, somebody did. Either I had it. I, or... I think this. I think this was a game where um, Simon Gascoigne lost his shit and like went full Arthur Fowler when he dumped Christmas Club money and trashed your bedroom because oh. he was too tired because of his milk round. <laughs> I think. I think it was this game that triggered him. <laughs> Maybe there's a there's a big a big chunk of references for for nobody other than us. I know. Us I know. Three to you remember. Can cut it, but yeah, I do remember him going. <laughs> that leave it. Went in. It's fucking funny. nuts. Uh, let, let 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 the listeners wonder. Um, <laughs> you could, we could have played Herzog Zwei, which presumably is German. It's an RTS on the Mega Drive. Yeah. Right. yeah. Hello, children. Is it that hook? I'm presuming this is this is the movie. This is the you. game of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember it being. Was Spielberg, it any good? So Mark says no. <laughs> ah, no, the game. No, no film. Platformer, wasn't it? If I remember rightly. Like even if it was shit, it was better than film. <laughs> Film's not great, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. And that, that's your that's your age, isn't it? That's that's what else you could have been playing. Yeah, we've got any feedback. 
Yeah, the wonderful Deadlock listener and uh, Discord man and Twitter man, and he's done a he's done a thing, a good thing with an F. Yeah, oh, he he has. he's yes. if you listen to the Ten Pence podcast arcade, uh, Ten Pence arcade podcast. Uh, what Deadlock has done is is chronicled all the episodes into a nice single single PDF, and uh, he's done that for us as well, which oh, is right. good. That's I cool. think you summed it up perfectly, Daniel, yeah. when you said something along the lines of, "It's nice when listeners put more effort into the show than we do." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so I'll put a link in. Uh, it's just. Yeah, it's nice of him. So he's like his podcast chronicler extraordinaire, which is nice of him, isn't it? Shout out for Deadlock there. You have a bit of a hair on. He deserves an awooga. He deserves more awoogas than Heart of the Alien. Definitely does. So, (laughs) thank you. So, what's the randomizer got for us? Yeah, should we get him? Yeah, let's find out what's in his eye patch. Oh, hi. Alright, boys. Good one for you this week. No, it's not. It'll be a shit one. Because <laughs> I hate you. I hate you all. I hate your stupid faces. Your stupid, stupid faces. Do you want a game? I just want to get fucked. Well, a game would be somewhat more than you gave us last time, so. Yeah. Well, don't you like interactive cartoons? Okay. Well, you set of dickheads, you can have Insector X. Is that alright for you? Do you know what that is? No, I'm googling it. Do. No, don't Google. Don't Google. I know where you live. You want to use a VPN because I'm coming for you, your wife, and your kids. So you <laughs> yeah, better enjoy luck. it. Bye. Stop it. Get some help. Ain't nobody got time for that. Okay, this looks interesting. Miserable getting it. Insector X, yeah. if I remember rightly, I think the version you got on the Mega Drive, it's an arcade conversion, but they're completely different sprites. Something's telling me that in the back of my head. But it's um, a shoot 'em up. Well, shoot 'em up. Right, well, shoot 'em up. Well, uh, We'll get on that then, eh? Yeah, we'll get on shooting up them insectors. Insectors. Um, <laughs> insector X. Are you a X? So anyway. Insector or an insector X? Or do you just like eggs? Inse- inspect your eggs. Insect eggs. Oh, gynecological. Sorry. Enough of that. Um, let's Let's move on. And say thank you all for listening. But that's all for this episode of Pixel Hunt Podcast. We love you long time. Thank you, listeners. If you want to reach out to us, you can grab us on Twitter or Instagram at Pixel Hunt Pod. You can watch us play stuff on Twitch as slash Pixel Hunt Pod. You can grab us by the nuts and squeeze tightly. Or you can go over to www.pixelhuntpodcast.com where all the episodes, this one included, and all the previous ones and stuff like that, they're on there. There's a bit of bio, which is completely made up about what we are, where we came from. Uh, Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, stuff like that. But uh, Or, yeah, you can just drop us an email at howdo at pixelhuntpodcast.com. Until next time, keep, keep on keeping keep- on.
We're Pixel the, Podcast. The playing the games, so you don't, don't, you don't have, have to. to. You don't have to. You don't, but you can. You can if you want. Outro. Outro. Thank you for your patronage.